Welcome back to another edition of Weathering Nebraska. It is Severe Weather Awareness Week. I'm your host, meteorologist Bill Rentschler, joined, of course, as always, by meteorologist Brad Anderson. Hello, Brad. Good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it is, yes. Always a pleasure to have you, especially this uh, this week, Severe Weather Awareness Week, an, an important week here in Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, a lot of people know all this for the most part. You know, they know the uh, what the terminology is, what the difference is between a watch and a warning. But it's always good to review. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why we have the Severe Weather Awareness Week, or at least the National Weather Service says this for all of us to review our safety procedures, what the terminology means, where to go in severe weather and testing the equipment like a tornado drill coming up on Wednesday. So uh, it's important to have this uh, severe weather awareness week every year. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I would, I would uh, argue that making sure you get, you have that plan in place and ready to go is probably the most important part of severe weather awareness week. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things, you know, that, you know, hopefully never happens. And, but it, you know, it's a small chance, especially for tornadoes that you mm-hmm. know, in your lifetime that you may ever be directly impacted, but it is Nebraska. We do have tornadoes and it certainly could happen anytime. And it's always good to be prepared. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully never need to use that plan, but right. until the day comes when you do need to use it, that's when you need to have it there and ready exactly. to go. So every day this week, uh, we're going to be doing some Facebook lives, uh, both in the morning and in the afternoons, Uh, myself with uh, obviously you, Brad, and then me and Ken uh, on Monday today. We're filming this on Monday morning Uh, and me and Ken will be this afternoon and then again Friday afternoon and on Brandon Rector will be joining me on Wednesday afternoon. And then you and I will be doing those Facebook lives on Tuesday and Thursday, but we'll have different topics throughout the week. Uh, and today we're just kind of kind of briefly touch on a lot of uh, the things we'll discuss over the coming days. And then, again, you can tune in to uh, those Facebook lives and, you know, in the shows throughout the day, each day we'll have uh, some good information for everyone to uh, to go over and review. But and if people uh, miss the Facebook lives, I'm sure we'll be able to post them, repost them. And so people can check out the Facebook lives or they won't. I guess they wouldn't be live anymore, but, you know. Facebook. The Facebook videos at that point, then exactly yes. uh, at yes. a later time period. Yes, and we'll also try and have some web articles online um, where you can get some of the information as well. So hopefully, again, multiple ways to get uh, that information, which is how we like to do things during severe weather. Multiple exactly. ways of of uh, gathering that information. So today is kind of a look back at at the severe weather season that twenty twenty had. Uh, touching on some terminology Tuesday focuses more on tornadoes and tornado safety Wednesday talking about thunderstorms and lightning Thursday flooding and flood safety and then Friday we kind of finish up the week with some general severe weather preparedness and uh, kind of talking about the different weather sources uh, that you should be taking a look at Uh, so a lot of good stuff that we're going to talk about this week Brad and like I mentioned during this podcast, we'll probably just kind of briefly touch on many of these topics. So right. I'd like you to pick your favorite topic and take us take us out of the gate here. Well, I suppose we could first start off with a, a review of the 2020 
severe weather season, uh, perhaps not necessarily as active as other years, but it is Nebraska and we did have some severe weather events. I, we did have 21 confirmed tornadoes from the National mm-hmm. Service last year. And of course that is uh, well below average. Tell us how below average that is. Well below average. So yes. I really like to dig into these numbers. I'm a numbers You're guy. You're a numbers guy. And you just said I, that, didn't you? I did. I do like to find numbers where maybe numbers aren't supposed to be. And I tracked <laughs> down not just not just observed tornadoes, but the number of tornado warnings issued by the local weather service offices that cover Nebraska. And there's five of them. There's one in Omaha, uh, Hastings, North Platte, the Cheyenne office covers the panhandle and then there's dakota and dixon county that are covered by the the uh weather office out of uh sioux falls and for the entire year of 2020 there were only 29 tornado warnings issued across the entire state 29 according to data from the iowa state mesonet daryl hersman who runs that site and it is an absolute gold mine of information that is the lowest number of tornado warnings the state has seen or tied for the lowest number of tornado warnings the state has seen since 1986. And then wow. 1986 is when the record, the data goes back to. And you also have to kind of keep in mind back in 1986, we had completely different radars and technology that the weather service was using to issue these warnings, which yeah. I think makes it that much more impressive. So, Not only was there a a below average number of observed tornadoes, 21, when the average is about 51, the average number of tornado warnings issued per year is a little over 100, and we had 29. 29 warnings and 21 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty Uh, good batting average. Yes. And did you, I think you mentioned somewhere, tell me if I'm wrong, that we only had three tornado watches there were only three tornado watches in the entire state and i think this is just absolutely fascinating because severe weather season kind of as a whole last year was probably about average but the tornado as far as tornadoes it was way below there was one tornado watch issued by the spc in southwestern nebraska it covered dundee red willow and hitchcock county and then i'm assuming it was further down into parts of kansas maybe colorado Uh there were two tornado watches that covered parts of southeastern nebraska from lancaster county further to the southeast and then there was one additional watch that went a little bit further to the north and further to the west one one county north and two counties to the west so so, i mean grand island hastings carney north platte scotts bluff valentine norfolk columbus wayne Never under a tornado watch in the year of 2020. Yeah, and that is amazing. And that's, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, yes. I don't no. think anyone's complaining about that uh, lack of tornado watches, tornado warnings, or tornado touchdowns. But, uh, of course, we know that that's not necessarily going to be the case every year. Although, uh, if you look at the trend over the last four or five years, we have been, maybe even longer, we have been below average as far as the number of tornadoes you said the average for the 30-year period is 51 tornadoes and 
what I think you have to go back to 2015 before we were even around average as far as tornadoes. Am I correct on that or yeah. mistaken? I, I, so if you look over to the computer next to you, I pulled up, I pulled up the number of tornado reports in Nebraska since 1950. Yes. So last year was 21. The three years before that were in the lower 30s. And you have to go back to your correct. It's 2015 when we had uh, mid 40s for the number of tornadoes, which I and guess you know, is still technically below average from the 51 for that 30 year period. Or it's 2016, excuse me. Yeah. And you have to go back to 2014 for the last time we probably had an above average number of tornadoes in Nebraska. And we had 63 that year. 63. That's right. And the most, uh, well, since I'm looking at this graphic, I'll just say it now, but the most tornadoes we've ever had in the year was 2004. And there was 110 observed tornadoes, right. confirmed tornadoes that year. Yeah. So again, the, the trend is kind of downward. Uh, but that doesn't mean if you look at, you know, again, you, I know the folks can't see this, but if you look at the total record from 1950, you can see the ups and downs. It's not, there's not really any kind of long-term thing. You know, it's down for a few years and it seems to spike. Uh, we did seem to have a little bit of a increase in the 1990s. It looks like looking at your graphic through the, mm -hmm, the that... early 2000s, 2004, and then maybe a little bit of a decrease since uh, the mid 2000s. And there's a lot that goes into, you know, these observed and confirmed tornadoes. And I think we see more and more recently over the last several decades because there's more coverage, uh, radar coverage, more uh, people, yeah. cell phones uh, have people big deal in the last 10 years with, you know, um, all the storm chasing that's really kind of become popular. Uh, that has led to an increased number of confirmed, you know, because especially in Nebraska, there's a lot of wide open spaces where there ain't no one around for a long, long ways. But nowadays, if there's a chance for tornadoes, someone's usually out driving around and looking for them. Yeah, that's right. You know, some people say, well, you know, Nebraska, you know, we have certain records back into the 1800s. And yes, tornadoes happened back before 1950 oh, yeah. in Nebraska. But it's really kind of uh, the National Weather Service really help me say this, that it's really considered uh, tornado uh, climatology kind of starting around 1950s, because that's when there was a little a lot more study and mm -hmm. radar was coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, even though there were we've had tornadoes, you know, before 1950, there wasn't really a, an accurate account. As you said, there were probably many tornadoes that nobody uh, even saw back then before mm -hmm. 1950 because there was no one there or people did see a tornado and just said, Hey, there's a, a tornado. tornado. Never told anybody. You that's never right. told uh, the sheriff or called anybody. There was nobody to really report it to. So that's right. Uh, that's why it kind of starts at 1950, but you're exactly right. I think over the last 10 to 20 years, you know, almost every tornado that happens is, is seen and reported. So again, we have a lot more accuracy, I think, as far as the number of tornadoes uh, over the last 10 to 20 years. That's right. So like we mentioned, there was 21 of them last year, which is well below average. There was two in May, eight in June, six in July, and five in August. And thankfully, there were no deaths, no injuries reported, not only from tornadoes, but any kind of severe weather last year in the state of Nebraska. And again, that that is the statistic we really really right. like to see yes we do exactly and the strongest one it looks like uh, what was in df2 looking at that was the strongest yeah, was, we had. Uh, out in the panhandle 
in Dawes County. EF2 would be wind speeds between 111 and 135 miles an hour. So um, not a small one. That's not, yeah. Not nothing to mess around with. Yeah, pretty good size one. So um, as far as tornado safety, um, you know, obviously, again, it's Fair Weather Awareness Week. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to talk about the number of tornadoes, but tornado safety, maybe not as a uh, sexy of a topic, <laughs> but I would argue that uh, probably having a, a helmet, a bike helmet in your safe place ready to go would yeah. probably be the a number one thing. If you could do something this week, it would be going to Target, Walmart, where Dick's Sporting Goods, Shields, and buying everyone in your family a bike helmet or, you know, a batting helmet, baseball helmet, softball helmet, motorcycle helmet, and making sure it is in your safe place, your designated safe spot in your house. That would go a long way to, you know, again, if your house gets hit by a tornado to saving your life. Yeah, that's uh, certainly is, is good advice. And again, you were talking about your tornado spot. You should know uh, your house, where the safest place is uh, in your house. Uh, maybe it's not in your house. If you're in a mobile home or in some kind of a camper and you're camping, obviously, you know, to abandon those, but at least in your house, you need to know where that safe place is now before it happens. Maybe you just moved to a new place and you haven't really had a chance to uh, figure that out yet, but uh, this is the time. And then, you know, you have that tornado safety uh, kit there with uh, including bicycle helmets or other helmets, mm-hmm. like maybe a world war two uh, <laughs> helmet, you know, but, uh, something, something to cover your head, but you want to go over. Uh, do we want to go over quickly? And just, uh, I know this is more audio than visual about places. Obviously we know that the safest place, if you have a basement is in the basement. Yeah. You want as many windows or you want as many walls between you and the outside that you can put. So, and, and you want rooms that don't have windows. Um, so again, lowest interior room of your home. Uh, again, most, most pl- places in Nebraska have basements. Right. So again, the basement is where you want to go. Um, I'm in my basement right now. But yes. This basement room has two windows. In it, so I would not want to be in this room, and so we have a nice little crawl space under our staircase, and that's where we would go in our house. Excellent, under the yeah, that's right. A lot of houses you can get under the staircases that are more in the interior, and that certainly uh, is a safe place. But even down in the basement, like you said, protect your head from any kind of falling debris. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the next thing, if you don't have a basement, you want to get into the interior room of your house uh, or apartment. Uh, on the lowest level and again that would be away from windows sometimes those bathrooms are away from windows inside interior part of the house that's a good place uh, you know the bathtub if you have time yep in the bathtub the coats or maybe uh you know pillows or something like that to help shielding mattress yep mattress um Although I, think I would have a hard time dragging a, my big mattress in there but i would too but you never know <laughs> if you got something maybe a, a kid's mattress would be exactly Mm -hmm. but if you're at work or school i mean obviously there are tornado drills that you know the local schools do so you know if you're at the school you want to proceed quickly and calmly with that tornado drill like 
they will hopefully be practicing this week at work. You should have you should have a designated tornado shelter at work. And it's again, it's one of those things where I like to think of it as if I had, you know, 30 seconds to get to a safe place, would I know where it is? Because, you know, hopefully you're going to have more time than that. But, you know, in the worst case emergency, do you know where you're going to go? And if you're at work, I'm not sure. Maybe everyone knows where that tornado shelter would be. So, again, this is a good week to just ask, you know, hey, where's our emergency shelter? Because I'm not sure where it is. And, you know, just to know where it is, you know, so that's where you want to go when you're at work. If you're outside, this is a question I think we get a lot. What do you do if you're outside or if you're in a car? Um, and these are the kind of the toughest scenarios. You know, if you're in a car, if you can drive away from it, obviously that's the best thing you'd want to do. But that's not always an option if you're on a, a busy a highway or interstate or if you're stuck in traffic or something like that. Um, and being in a car is, is not safe during right. a tornado. You have to keep in mind that too, uh, and you're right, it is kind of a difficult situation because sometimes it's a judgment call in that situation. Are you far away enough from the tornado where you can outrun it? But also keep in mind that sometimes these uh, tornado cells with tornadoes can move 50, 55 miles per hour and they don't have to follow the road either. They're going across country diagonally towards you. So uh, if you're out there, it's one of those judgment calls. If you can get away from it safely, that's obviously good. But the next thing, best thing is to abandon the vehicle. And we always say, find a a lower spot, a ditch, uh, one of those culvert things, uh, you know, maybe under a bridge and also of course, be aware of any flash flooding. Mm-hmm. But those are the next best things uh, you can do if you're caught in the open. And do not, and we repeat this every year, do not, not seek shelter under a highway overpass. That is one of the worst spots that you could go to shelter during a tornado because that overpass acts as a wind tunnel. And you will actually, there have been studies done about this. I believe it was Oklahoma City back in in the 1990s, Brad. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, there there was there was a uh, death underneath uh, an Oklahoma city or near Oklahoma overpass. But one of the most famous videos, at least probably before, you know, you were born or maybe when you were just, you know, a little toddler, I think I was- 1991 showed a, a TV crew uh, in Kansas. I believe it was the, the Kansas turnpike. Uh, but anyway, they had a tornado. It looked relatively small. And but it was fast and it was intense and they were running from it and it kept getting closer and closer. So and they were filming all this. And finally, they they said, well, let's let's abandon this. And then they showed a couple of other people and they were underneath this overpass and they all went up and up into the overpass and the tornado went over them or at least near them. It wasn't really ever really known if it actually went over them, but you could see the very intense wind through the area and they ended up all right. I say this to remind us because this was video that was shown multiple times that year and in years future. I mean, it was on everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave a lot of people a false sense of security. Hey, this is what we do. We go underneath an overpass because these people did and they're all right. But again, with that tornado, it wasn't direct and it wasn't necessarily a real strong tornado. I forgot what the ranking was, but it wasn't like, you know, an EF3 or an EF4, or an EF5. But you mentioned, like you said, there was an event, uh, I believe sometime in the 90s, maybe later, 
where people did seek shelter under an overpass and a much stronger tornado came and there were fatalities there. Yes. So uh, it's only going to act to increase those wind speeds. So again, that's the last place uh, we want you to take shelter again. It, it, it seems, you know, like, oh, this isn't going to do anything for me. But like like you mentioned, Brad, you need to get need to get to a low lying area, a ditch a ravine or something like that uh, and then cover your head. And at that point, pray to whomever you pray to. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, going to be your yep. best bet. Um, and if you can, again, as we're talking about being in a vehicle or being outside, you know, pull over at a gas station, a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, you know, wherever. And I'm sure they will be more than happy to help you out. Or if you're driving by Bill's house, you know, you can come into my house. house. I will shelter you underneath my stairs. (laughs) I do remember there was a time it was, let's see, it had to be about 16 years ago. Now I was, I was 15 and I was working at IHOP on uh, it's over there. The old IHOP near 84th and highway two. It's now Greenfields. And there was a tornado warning while I was working and my friends were there eating and giving me a hard time as they always do. Right. And there was a tornado warning and they had to move everyone that was in the restaurant back into the back of the restaurant and like into the, into like the freezer uh, or the fridge. And you know, that's something those restaurants and again, those gas stations, they have places to go. And so, I mean, maybe if you can't outdrive it or, you know, get out of the way, again, local establishments will be more than happy to help you and, and take you in. So it also kind of goes the same thing with mobile homes or camping. Now, some places, mobile home parks or camping areas, they might have a designated tornado shelter. You need to know about that firsthand if your area does, if your park does uh, and find out where that is. But obviously, mobile home or some kind of a camper tornado coming you got to abandon that as well and do kind of the same procedure uh you know where that nearest shelter is right either the shelter or again low spot low line area ravine culvert area so that's kind of the same rules there with um the the mobile home or or a camper situation so yeah so you know and another thing is we kind of uh shift away uh, at least from from tornado safety. Again, we're going to go over this a lot this week, so you'll see more of this tomorrow with Brad and I on our Facebook Live and and, and in the shows because there's there's so much to talk about. We don't have don't yeah. have enough time. I do want to uh, mention one thing though that yeah, that, uh, when I have gone out to schools, haven't really done it recently because of the pandemic. It's good to know that a lot of the kids know that torn uh, that Lincoln is not immune. Mm-hmm. To tornadoes. Uh, something over the years, 25 years, I've had a lot of more adults than children now talk about how Lincoln is uh, protected from tornadoes just because I think uh, of legends or the fact that Lincoln has never really had a direct hit by a major tornado, not like Grand Island or Omaha. Yep. Yep. You hear about those stories about those cities getting yep. hit. Lincoln, you know, in its existence, as far as, you know, has never been. I guess directly hit by a big one. You know, there's been around some on the outskirts and some weaker ones, but it's just the bottom line is is Lincoln has been lucky so far. It's and, it is uh, it is you know while it is true Lincoln may be in a bit of a valley that does not 
preclude it from receiving severe weather. There is no such thing as a dome over Lincoln. No, Although I like I see that on social media all the time. And I know there are some people out there who like to play with it and think it's fun on social media and then get upset when people then claim there's a dome. There's no dome. Right. Um, it is purely a matter of, like you said, Brad, luck and statistics. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2019, uh, CNL Dairy over right. on, you know, uh, Pine- over by Pioneers Park would disagree that there was any kind of dome or protecting effect that protects Lincoln from tornadoes. Exactly. That's right. Um, couple years before that i think it was 2016 there was the tornado in southeast lincoln when there was the softball sized hail exactly so we have you know is it going to happen in our lifetimes i don't know maybe but tornado could hit lincoln this year or it might not happen for you know 50 60 years you know we're not you know we're not trying to scare anybody but you know the bottom line is is that at some point Someday, you know, it's kind of like what they do in California. Someday they know the big one's coming. Yep. No one knows, you know, the big earthquake. No one knows when for sure, but they know it's a possibility. So that's what I just wanted to mention that because I think over the years, you know, again, it's interesting. A lot of the kids know this, that there's no, you know, there's no protection. But you talk, I've talked to some older groups, you know, that kind of still think that, you know, Lincoln might be protected or, the storms go around us or the storms fizzle. Uh, and that's just, you know, maybe a perception, but it's not uh, necessarily realistic. Yeah. And again, like and, and a good thing, like you mentioned, we're not trying to scare anyone here. Right. But we also don't want anyone to think that if there's, you know, the a tornado watch or severe weather watch that Lincoln is somehow, you know, getting some extra, some sort of secret protection mm-hmm. that, you know, isn't actually out there. And we want you to, be informed and, and be prepared. Um, and, and that's a perfect segue because my next thing I wanted to touch on, because we only have a few minutes left here, Brad is yeah. uh, again, arguably one of the most important things during a severe weather situation is to get the warning. You, right. <laughs> and uh, whether you're watching 10, 11, whether you're watching someone else, whether you're on social media or, or whatever, getting the warning and knowing there is the potential for danger uh, is a number one, I guess, in my, my opinion, the thing that we need to, to get, get to folks. Um, And so again, TV, internet, our app, any other kind of app, you know, there are a lot of them out there. Uh, NOAA weather radio. There are lots of ways to get that information. Yes. Oh, you were waiting for me to say something. Yes, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, I wanted to, wanted to let you yeah, chime in. That's right. To get the information, you know, uh, sometimes we, you know, mention that uh, it's a tornado, indica- a radar indicated tornado. We need to take those seriously well, because ser- as serious as well, because that's what Doppler radar is doing. It is warning us. It's, it's actually telling us that there's the potential for a tornado development. So it's actually giving us time to prepare. So uh, again, you know, we may say, or it may say somewhere that it's a radar indicated tornado. That just means that perhaps it hasn't developed yet, or it certainly could develop and we need to take action. It doesn't mean that, you know, everything's going to be just fine because, you know, uh, a lot of, 
radar indicated tornadoes end up actually being tornadoes uh, mm-hmm. on the ground eventually. Not all. We're not saying everyone's going to do that, but uh, eventually, you know, some of them do touch down. And that's why we have that warning uh, that, that there's circulation and that maybe the, there's a wall cloud and then that tornado could be forming. So just, you know, even take those uh, radar indicated tornado warnings seriously. And, you know, I know, again, this is Nebraska. Folks here are, are no stranger to severe weather. And I know many of us, myself included, are guilty of when <laughs> we see there's a tornado warning. We'll, go, we'll say, well, let's just wander outside and take a peek and see what we see. Mm-hmm. And while that may be a strong urge for you or for your loved ones or, again, for myself, that is the wrong course of action. Yes. Take um, James Spann, a meteorologist down in Alabama, uh, has a very good line, and he says to respect the polygon. So yes. again, if you know if you have that tornado warning that is issued, and you are inside that tornado warning polygon, that is when you need to put your severe weather safety plan into place, and you need to be taking shelter. Uh, exactly. in your safe place inside your house or again if you're outside finding a, a sturdy building to take shelter in or uh, or finding your tornado shelter if you're in a mobile home or something like that exactly i just want to know we're running out of time i just wanted to mention one thing to our listeners here throughout the year or throughout the year so far people may have heard or seen on social media or, or even uh, tv programs or news outlets that predicting what kind of severe weather season we're going to see uh, because it's a La Nina year, uh, La Nina heading into La Nina winter spring. Uh, and I was just looking here and you've seen it too, the National Weather Service uh, history or climatology of it. And at least for Nebraska, it looks like maybe uh, a little bit above average possibly is what the, again, the climatology says that uh, when you have a La Nina winter into a La Nina spring, that uh, the severe weather is uh, possibly a little more active uh, in the Lincoln area, but, or excuse me, Nebraska, but not as, it, it really indicates where the, the highest probability for severe weather during a La Nina spring is actually kind of in the Southern Plains and the Southeast. And we've already seen mm-hmm. uh, some of that. Uh, already had that iris day last week. Yeah, exactly. So again, it's it's really hard to predict. It just again, the climatology indicates that we might be you know, at or a little bit above average as far as severe weather, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going. Nebraska is going to see a very, very, very active, you know, record uh, type of year just because it's a La Nina spring. I just wanted to point that out. Now, again, it doesn't mean that it won't be because every year is 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 different. Uh, but again, I know that some people have been wondering that if we were going to have a severe, an active severe weather season because of La Nina. So the bottom line is, climatology speaking, uh, there's maybe a slight increase in severe weather during the La Nina spring. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's yet to be seen. Well, and, and shoot, after again last year, especially when you're just looking at tornadoes, you know, tied for the lowest number of tornado warnings ever issued on, on as far as that since 1986, yeah. you would think you're probably going to see a jump in that. Uh, Definitely. I mean, if we see here. if we see 30 more tornadoes this year, that just brings us back to the average of 51. So uh, that's how low it was last year. So I again, compared to last year, I, I believe it probably will be a bit more active because 21 is is uh, pretty low. 
Do we have that? Does we know what the record, the lowest year was? Was that 1986, as you mentioned, the I, least I, amount of time? Uh, I, I just published the web article on today's topic. You can find it on 1011now.com. It's uh, Severe Weather Awareness Week 2020 Review and Severe Weather Terminology. And I, I jam-packed a lot of good stuff in here. Uh-huh. If you want to take a look at it. But you won't, you won't just tell me. Just... I have the yearly counts of tornado <laughs> warnings issued in Nebraska. So in 2020, it was 29. In 2019, there were 59. So there were double. Right. And um, 29, the, it was 1988. There were 29 tornado warnings issued in 1988 and mm-hmm. 2019. And you go back again. There was the 2004, which had the highest number of reported tornadoes. Yes. There was 216 warnings. Wow. Tornado warnings issued. The average is, again, just over 100. Mm-hmm. So, again, if we saw three times as many this year. Yeah, that would be getting close, but closer to and again. We're just talking about warnings here. We're not just talking about warnings. firm tornadoes, right? The warnings. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff uh, for us to still go over, and we're going to continue to go over it throughout the week. Um, one last thing, I, I think, I two two last things I want to touch on briefly before I think we probably need to go, Brad. Uh huh. Is there's still some confusion out there? but a watch and a warning you know right what's what's the difference between a watch and a warning and um, another meteorologist brad panovich he works in carolina a couple years ago he came up with a good example to to really kind of display the difference between the two and it involves cupcakes yes you know if you have the ingredients for a cupcake on your kitchen table butter eggs flour vanilla frosting whatever Mm -hmm. else goes on your cupcake there's a cupcake watch. Yeah. The ingredients for cupcakes are there. That does not guarantee that there will be a cupcake. Chances are pretty good, but the ingredients are there. It's something you need to watch out for. And then when we issue a cupcake warning, that means that the cupcakes have come out of the oven and Brad is going um, to devour the cupcakes. That's right. It's I'm eating them. It's happening. It's it there. Occurring. So you just kind of Basically, a severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch means the ingredients are there. Uh, it's not done yet. It's not even put together necessarily yet. And just because we- the watch is there and, you know, we have the watch area, it doesn't mean everyone in the watch area or anyone, again, like we're saying, is going to see severe weather. Right. But it's in that area that the, that's where the ingredients are. Mm-hmm. And we could see it. Again, some people may have cupcakes uh, put together, but other areas will not get cupcakes, which it was, you know, as far as cupcakes are go, that's sad, but you no, know, that's good for <laughs> not having severe weather, of course. But yeah, so that's just kind of a, a fun way to look at it, you know, and then when you have the cupcake right there, that means the warning is happening. You've got the tornado or you've got the severe weather. And that's kind of a, a quick little analogy there that kind of maybe might help people out between that watch and warning. Yeah. And then last is we have a really, really great app, the 1011 Now weather app. You will, again, see probably throughout this week um, a QR code. If you have a smartphone, all you have to do is open the camera app and point it at this QR code and it'll get you a link to download the 1011 Now weather app. If you don't have it already, 
you're going to get all of the watches and warnings sent directly to you again. And if you, if you don't mind having those location settings turned on and letting it follow you. So no matter where you go, if you're home in Lincoln, if you're visiting grandma and grandpa on grand Island, or if you are, you know, out of the state, it will keep you up to date and send you the watches and warnings for your location. Uh, so it, that's, one way of getting that severe weather information that, you know, we had talked about earlier, Brad, and we want you to have multiple ways of getting that weather information, because again, during a severe weather event, guess what? Cell towers might get hit. TV towers might get hit. You know, we may not be able to be on air. Your cell service might go down. So, you know, having the 1011 now weather app plus a NOAA weather alert radio in your home yep. or a mobile weather radio for you to carry with you if you're traveling. You know, we want you to have be able to get that severe weather information. We think that 1011 hour weather app is a great way to do it. There's a lot of apps out there for you to do it, but with that 1011 hour weather app, you get videos from me and you, Brad. Yes. And the other meteorologists to keep you updated. Yeah, that's right. Whether it's severe weather or just the general forecast, you'll be able to get that information as well. Yep. It's got an easy to use radar. It's got your hourly forecast. It's got your extended forecast. It's a great app. And again, we'd encourage you if you don't have it already to make sure that's downloaded on your phone and ready to go. If you don't like us and you're not a fan of us, you know, there are other apps out there that you can use, but we think this is the best one. And it's the one you should have. Well said. Thank you. Well, our 35 minutes is up, Brad. And it It is very quickly. It's also sad when it always comes to an end. Because we, like you said, we can talk a lot. We can. About All good things, things must come to an end. And again, <laughs> we barely kind of scratched the surface. We didn't really talk much, you know, about hail or wind or flooding, right. um, lightning, um, or a lot of those things. But again, there'll be more information in the shows throughout the week on our app. There should be some information on there online. Uh, there's a lot to talk about you bet so we'll go ahead and we'll we'll leave it there for this week uh please if you have any questions about severe weather feel free to contact me or brad or brandon or ken on social media uh our email addresses are listed on the 1011 now website we're always happy to answer questions uh, especially again about topics like this uh to make sure that everyone um, is informed and and stays safe so until next time Yes. Take care, everyone. Take care. I'm meteorologist Bill Rentschler with Brad Anderson. This is Weathering Nebraska. Stay safe. Stay informed, folks. This is an alert from your... Stay up to date during severe weather season with push notifications from the 1011 Now Weather App. Download the 1011 Now Weather App for free today.